Hey, what's up? This is Menle Golakai Agri. And this is Lauren Yoshiko, and you're listening to Broccoli Talk, a podcast for cannabis lovers. Hello, my friends. I hope that everyone's summer is going smoothly. I hope we're getting our rest and our roses, pursuing our dreams, successfully evading punitive state governments. Yo. You know, you know, like all the things. Um, I've been self-soothing my way through the NAR by making myself a lot of chocolate-covered strawberries. I've had fun getting glam for my first wedding in years. I was Oof. very extra. I wore a, a full glittery blue eye in oh daytime. Um, <laughs> so mod, so Lauren. Um, what has Midsummer Menlay been up to? Midsummer Menlay has been, as probably some of you have seen, really trying to get out into the wilderness as usual, kind of do a little offset of the city life and a carbon offset even, which I think translates very well into today's episode. But Getting that mountain magic vibe, really cleansing, or at least trying to cleanse my mind and my body and, and meditate and really be close to nature again. That's been so important for me. And I have to say, disclaimer, for all of y'all who are rolling your eyes and have heard me talk about meditation all the time on this podcast, <laughs> it's not that like I'm good or holy, right? It's just that I'm trying to get a little bit better about really having control over my thoughts and my joy and et cetera, right? So I just want to like preference with that. But it's been a good summer and I'm nesting and I am really excited about issue 15 coming out. But what else is new in the Broccoli universe? I am going to validate what you just said, though, before I answer your question, because I I feel the same way about talking about like getting way more out of cooking for myself like I listen mm. to friends talk about how stressed they are like what's the, what they're doing and I want to be like have you tried cooking like your favorite meal yes. for yourself though Oof. like that sounds so condescending and if it was like two years ago I would have been like bitch what are you talking about <laughs> but that's like where I'm at it just like feeds me in a way to like care for myself yeah in that way and yeah I feel you I'm by no means a a great chef at all right now, and I probably sound holier than thou. But man, but your food is delicious. You got to drop that strawberry recipe. Ooh, yeah, I am honing down to like the best bougie chocolate bars to like spice it up with. Really okay. exploring the the Tony chocolate only range. But okay, no, there is actually a lot of news in the broccoli <laughs> universe because a new issue dropped. It is Broccoli's 15th. Ooh, boo, quinceanera. I know, quinceanera. Oh, my God. In the big one five, you are going to find a piece written by yours truly. Very excited to share this one. It's about accessory brand AFG Sugar and how this Afghani British founder celebrates hash and her Afghani heritage through it. We also dive deep into the colorful life of sea slugs. Uh, aka the most beautiful creatures on the planet. I just like have so many thoughts of those little, what are they called? N- nudibranchs, such a great word. They're little colorful tentacles. Um, we also investigate the potential and peril of synthetic cannabinoids. I'm really intrigued in that one because Oregon just banned like all of them. It's a weird pop in no? space right now. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Oregon, it's Mixed like feelings. people have access to great weeds, so I don't really feel bad for them but in states where they don't have access to it it's like 
it is interesting, you know, safe Delta 8 is definitely some form of weed. But yeah, there's big conversations in this issue about the definition of being a good mom, as well as small talk about the magic of miniatures, the true myth of the legendary strain Maui Waui, a folk history of brooms, and a crystalline section devoted to glass of all forms. You know, just the usual assortment of broccoli certified magique. Damn. I'm excited. You can start with this issue if you subscribe now. Head to broccolimag.com slash subscribe or buy a single copy in our shop, broccolimag.com slash shop. So a little birdie told me, a little weed leaf on a tree told me that there is also something else dropping, something hempy. That that weed leaf uh, would be correct. And it's why we're talking <laughs> about hemp today. It's the Broccoli Talk logo. Come oh, my on. God. It is. It so is. <laughs> that logo was correct. Before we drop this big reveal, I want to ask you about hemp clothing. What are your thoughts on hemp fashion? First of all, I'm glad you're asking. I've had a very interesting relationship with hemp fashion or hemp clothing because, you know, I don't I'm not necessarily fashionable you would say oh my god but I, I i have style i have style for sure but like i don't know who the fuck made it and i don't really care because it came from the vintage shop okay fair but i have to say when it comes to hemp clothing particularly denim i have the super soft spot for the way that it sort of flows and the the weight that it has on your body it's so comfortable to wear i think yeah. it's really forgiving right and breathable it's like good a good clothing material. It's a lovely material. It it gives like flaxseed almost linen vibes. I think when you think about it and the weight right. in certain ways, it never fucking creases, which I think for people like myself who only need to iron when you're going to a wedding, like Lauren, when <laughs> you are doing something really special, I think that is kind of when the iron comes out. But it's nice to have like a fabric that just doesn't wrinkle in that sort of way. And I know it's hella corny and I know nobody says hella anymore, but it's like water resistant. <laughs> it it blocks UV rays. Oh shit, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, I just think so many of us now, even the deep brown skin girls know the benefits of sunblock and we know that there literally is no ozone layer. And so Straight up. even thinking about, I think sometimes like the fabrics you're wearing can be kind of beneficial, but not to mention, it is actually sustainable. <laughs> I think that word gets thrown around so much when it comes to fashion, though. And for hemp clothing, it it truly is in terms of the source, right? Like the way that it's grown organically, mostly pesticide-free. And that's the majority of hemp that's grown. It's almost law in a sense. Um, not always, of course, but I know with smaller brands like myself and, and even sort of mid-side brands like that, I could just sing its praises, but I know that you have also a pretty personal relationship with them too, no? Uh, I'm like angry almost when I think about hemp because it's just like, what the fuck have we been doing this whole time? Like yeah. we knew it could be this great for so long of an effective textile for so long. And like, I know there's a lot of answers to that and like conspiracy podcast that can answer that question but yeah <laughs> hemp is tight it feels good it feels so expensive tight. it feels like good cotton or whatever like I'm into it and I even though it always seemed impractical I always dreamed about a hemp bikini because or it's just like a swimsuit yes. because 
Like yeah. the breathability thing. And like, I know this, I don't even know if this is scientifically proven or whatever, but in my mind, it's like more hygienic. It's not putting plastic right next to our sensitive Agreed. regions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a dream clothing item that could come in hemp? I mean, I'm right there with you when it comes to the bathing suit, but I instantly thought of a corset. Yes. A hemp corset of any sort of weight, quality, thread count, what have you. I don't know, finish. I clearly, again, know nothing about fashion or the way clothes are made, but I love the idea of a corset and it's probably something that is meta, but I love the idea also of hemp overalls, right? To be wearing as you are harvesting your hemp. That's my dream. <laughs> yes. If I can do that, I've crossed something off my bucket list. Maybe living in a hemp brick home. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We are talking today about fashion. Okay, well, our pals at Offends actually made our bathing suit fantasy a reality. Oh, shit, really? Among others, the street surf skatewear brand based in byron bay australia just partnered with broccoli on a collection of hemp beachwear covered in waveforms designed by artist josh gallatly they're so cute some girls have shared their stuff on instagram already and i got a peek it looks amazing oh send it to me they're calling it a visual representation of the kind of stuff you think about when you're high the pattern yo it drops officially on august 3rd but keep an eye on offends.com for more details on the drop i am looking forward to listening in on how this all comes together just the collaboration in general but you had the chance to talk to the folks behind offends for this episode how'd it go I did. I got the pleasure of chatting with Jonah Saffield and Declan Wise, co-founders of Offends and authentic stoner surfer boys in their own right. Now, listeners know we would not bring just any dudes on here. I believe this is like our, our third episode talking to some dudes like ever on here. We must protect the broccoli vibe and we only welcome those who get it and respect it. And these dudes do. Yes. I love where this conversation naturally flowed, touching on interesting aspects of Aussie weed culture, as well as the tangible and whimsical qualities of making clothing out of hemp. It's a good one. I'm down to listen to it. Let's get it. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for coming on to Broccoli Talk today. I want to start by just talking about hemp as a textile. Outside of clothing, outside of fashion, like what makes you excited about making materials with hemp? Man, what doesn't get you excited about hemp? The big thing for us is that it's weed. So we're making clothes out of weed, which is super rad. Pretty sick start. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, to us, you know, when we first discovered hemp it was based from our love of weed and weed culture and i guess where we're from in byron bay being so immersed in not just stoner activities but just everything to do with cannabis and cannabis lifestyle for us you know we go surfing stoned and it just makes the experience so fun so hemp to us is so exciting because it is the cannabis plant put into clothing the more I understand, we've kind of been using it as a material for more than decades, for thousands of years, even like older civilizations making clothing out of hemp. I'm curious, what was the first item of hemp clothing you ever saw? 
when you were like, oh shit, you can make clothes out of weed? <laughs> the first hemp item I ever had, I lived in a little town for a couple of years with with my mum over in Nimbin. I was around about five years old and mum bought me this little, this little brown, I'll never forget it, this little brown hemp vest. I would have been like five or six. It's pretty funny. It's like definitely hippie stoner related little vest i'm pretty sure my mom bought me a similar vest (laughs) yeah exactly it was like really coarse uh (laughs) like kind of pretty scratchy probably not that comfortable i was so embarrassed to wear it i remember it perfectly so as soon as i was old enough to like not wear it i'm pretty sure i didn't (laughs) that's perfect i mean yeah i think the first time i saw it it was like oh cool they're not something I would ever want to wear, though. Like soft, no, no question there. But it was always like super neutral, shapeless garbs, non-fitted at like a local hemp head shop selling. Or I guess probably my first item was like a satchel, a bag with Rasta colors on it. Oh, man. Exactly. Exactly. Did you set out to make cool hemp clothing or did you happen to end up using hemp to make the kind of clothing that you wanted to make? Like, I guess, what came first, chicken or egg situation? Well, we definitely set out to make cool garments, like being a brand that's emerged in cool lifestyle and fashion. And we didn't pick hemp because we wanted to make like a sort of like a scratchy hippie sort of vibe. I mean, the first products we made was a board short. It was 100% board short. Like, there'd never really been board shorts made out of hemp. So we kind of... Yeah, made these really cool shorts, marketed them with guys surfing. And where Byron Bay is, like, it's got such a strong sort of surf culture, stoner surf culture, that it just got taken on really well. Yeah, that's like the ultimate symbol for the area. I love that. And then we went into making really cool kind of women's fashion items, which were, like, more fitted. And we started blending, like, materials. What was it like starting to play with it and experiment? Like, what did you discover or what were you, what were your thoughts as you were like, wait, could we blend it with cotton? Like, should we blend it with cotton? Yeah. I mean, like a supplier we were working with started saying, check this out, check this out. Like once they realized we're really into it. And then we started making t-shirts and lots of different products. But the thing that got us really sort of excited as we started using it more was just learning about all the environmental qualities it has uses less water doesn't need pesticides it grows faster the yields much bigger so it's just it's kind of like a a super crop yeah superpower in the textile industry that's what i understand and it feels like increasingly fucked up that it's not more normalized that like hemp is this like niche thing that you're just starting to see available in more mainstream places i guess and i feel like it's this like kept secret that is fucked up like why am i just now learning that like hemp sheets even were a possibility and they're kind of better yeah totally it's fucked up how the whole thing's played out it shouldn't have ever been made illegal anyway cannabis but you know going along that whole timeline where they bundle it up all as one and basically squash the industry so hemp industry is on this big comeback and you're right like making linen sheets is such like french linen sheets is such a normal concept everyone would think the best quality sheets you can possibly get uh french linen where hemp sheets feel exactly the same it's such a versatile plant you can grow it in so many different environments definitely will grow better in some environments than others but 
you know, it's a weed and it's something that's easy to grow. So as humans, you know, fucked up this process, made it illegal, stopped it progressing into an industry which could be really thriving right now, we have to, as a community, especially people that are into cannabis, have to support things made from hemp and we'll see it emerge and grow and turn into this really beautiful industry. Acknowledge Farms consciously cultivates the highest quality organic hemp extracts. Explore the singular harmony of single strain, regeneratively grown, whole plant, terpene rich oil. Use code BROCCOLI at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Visit acknowledgefarms.com. It's really cool to hear how that supplier got kind of stoked on you guys doing this and sent you. They were like, oh, you guys are into hemp? Well, I want to show you these other cool things happening in hemp. I'm curious if that happened in other ways. Like once you started putting out these hemp garments, who else came out of the woodwork to sort of like get excited about or even want to work with you? That's just kind of part of hemp culture, I think, on on like a global. I mean, as soon as we started making hemp products, there's just sort of, especially in, like it started in, in Australia, it started in Byron. And then all of a sudden we've got all these diehard fans that are just, they're just all they wear is hemp, all they want to wear is hemp, and they they don't even really know why. It's just because they're a part of this kind of hemp culture, and you know they just can't believe that these garments are made out of weed. I mean, I still can't. When we first discovered you guys, really probably just in the last couple of years, and it was like, what? I really thought like Young Maven was it for clothing and it was like t-shirts and like corduroy textures were possible and I still thought that was kind of like the extent of it was kind of that like jersey cotton loose energy or something super stiff and yeah you guys have shown this this like rainbow of possibilities I think like kind of the answer to your question is like why did broccoli want to get involved because that's part of that weed hemp culture just like hey look at this cool brand let's do something with them and then we we saw broccoli and we're like wow we haven't seen you know like hemp or weed be sort of displayed in such a premium manner so like let's do it yeah i am very excited to hear more i mean we can pretty much we might as well like break the news that yeah drum roll Broccoli collab is going to be happening with Offends. I'm personally a a fan already. I've got that black and brown flower print jacket, and I always get compliments. But I got a peek at these visuals of the broccoli collection, and it's it's really weird and really fun. So what was the inspo during early conversations about this Offends and Broccoli collab? Yeah, I get Look, the inspo was to take both brands the look and feel of you know offends the look and feel of broccoli and put it together and make something abstract and something different something that would really i guess mesh both styles and that we feel that the people that follow both both brands would be drawn to and so 
uh, what was born was a, just a really nice collection of clothes from, you know, we got t-shirts, we've got a long sleeve shirt and a short sleeve shirt, which displays the broccoli logo, which I've never actually seen a clothing item that I think you guys might've in the past made some items with the logo, but I guess displaying the logo with the print that the artist Josh Galletly drew up. And then also being able to put in different items, like you said, hemp products haven't been seen so much in the past in different items such as you know men's shorts or even swimwear the swimwear is super exciting i've never i've never worn a a hemp swimsuit so definitely excited to check that out there's a bucket hat as well right ah there is the bucket hat's super cool and i guess the the collab coming out for summer in america it's going to be something really cool to wear down to the beach and People are going to, you know, look at this person and go, how tripped out is that guy or girl looking? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. That's the exact effect I want to have on strangers. What's your guys' favorite piece um, in the collection, if you had to pick one? My probably favorite piece is the women's swim. Yep. Like the the long sleeve tees are super cool. It's like white, good color. It's got like blue broccoli print. So, yeah, I, I like the swim just because it's... I don't know. It's just really cool. But then the tea is what I'd wear. It is the first time we'll get to wear the logo on a shirt. You are correct. It's exciting. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've been a fan of broccolis for many years now um, and always wanted something more than just the magazine. So, and I guess that's what makes collaborations really good, right? When you can go, cool, there's something that we would really like personally. So let's make it. Let's put it out there. And um, I think a lot of people will be stoked to, you know, proudly wear the broccoli logo on your chest and walk around and it's a pretty good icebreaker, good chatting point. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I mean, what you guys said about that's sort of like the thesis of the hemp and weed community is sort of like, hey, that's cool. Like, we think that's cool too. Do you want to do something cool together? It's sort of an energy that pervades a lot more than just collabs it's like there's so much trust that's innately built when you're in the weed community because already that wall is taken down we both know we're both cool with weed and it does allow for i think just like quicker collaboration quicker shared visions are able to be identified that much that much faster you know it's a like-minded person which is like you know can cut through all the bullshit that's been in the past and you know, look, there are issues with smoking weed and there's also lots of positives with smoking weed. And I think what it comes down to is that having an open mind about anything and I guess letting people express themselves, letting people make their own choices for one, and then having all those people mesh come together as a community and help support different things that everyone's into. So I love collaborations. I think when two companies can collaborate and and bring their own vibe and it meshes it just creates something something great and i think that's why a lot of people really also vibe it and so yeah we're super stoked about what's happened with this collection and and everyone will get to see it very soon i'm just kind of like super stoked on broccoli because it just presents weed in like such a premium way so i mean for us it's probably the first time we've stumbled across you know, like a magazine that's doing what you guys are doing. So I think you guys are doing a really, really good job and it's really good for weed culture because it's not 
pushing this kind of, you know, stoner, West Coast stoner, like grimy kind of traditional sort of way. It's it's pulling it forward, which is just ultimately going to grow the market and just get more and more people into it because it doesn't have this kind of negative stigma like it used to. Not that, not that that's negative or anything because we've always been a part of that, but... I know. Isn't it funny? It's like I'm like a self-identifying West Coast stoner and you guys are self-identifying surfer boys from Australia. Yeah. But we want to see weed in all forms. We know we have the weed culture that we love. I will always have a space for, you know, the the nostalgia of some of those 1960s cultural elements. But even us, like the deepest stoners, we're very excited to see what's next and like to experience sure. these other ways that weed could be. Yeah, exactly. So speaking about that art and creativity just a little bit more, obviously you guys have had a relationship with weed different ways, different chapters in life. As you guys have developed this huge brand and made all these different collaborations in your own lives, how does art and creativity play a part in what you're doing with cannabis culture? Yeah, I think it's got a big part. You know, not not only does it give inspiration through you know, using it sometimes. <laughs> you come up with the wildest, wackiest ideas. Well, not wacky. You know, a lot of the time, and I'm sure you've probably done it, you know, when you you get stoned and at night or you smoke some weed and then you come up with these ideas and you're like, fuck, how good's this idea? It's so good. <laughs> oh my God, way too frequently. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Uh, I would, you guys need to post some of those sometimes. Like in Instagram stories, please show me a stone drawing of an offense garment that made absolutely no sense the next day. <laughs> That's probably most of them. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I I think like, Creativity and cannabis, they go hand in hand, right? Because it does bring out that creative side. It does make you think a little bit differently and come up with ideas that you wouldn't have normally. Probably the most creative idea we've come up with directly around cannabis is growing it ourselves. So just around like when the start of COVID hit, we were looking at getting a farm. That's exactly what we've done. We got, we got like a 100-acre farm, which is about 30 minutes from our office. That's so exciting. We grew two acres of hemp there this year and we harvested it. It grew really well. The harvest went good. Hell yes. We've done the harvest by hand, so it's only two acres, so it's just like a trial crop. Now we're up to the stage where we have to decorticate it, so that's basically debarking the the stalk and, and separating the, the bark from the herd. So to get that process right, you need like a proper machine. So we've we've tested a little bit down in Victoria because there's a machine down there we've sent that off to our supplier and we're waiting for them to test it on their end and once we get the all clear from them then we can start producing more and more and more that is amazing yeah it's super cool it's just to try and create this like circular circular economy for the business I guess is what you call it where we're growing our own weed harvesting it sending it to our supplier suppliers making clothes and then we're giving them to our customers I spoke with you two over an email for a past Broccoli Report, kind of about the launch of this farm, or what you were still talking about it, still ideating. I did not know you had already harvested your first crop. That's amazing that it went so well and grew well. You must be so stoked. Do you know how many plants fit on those two acres? We put a couple hundred thousand seeds in across that. Holy shit. 
like growing fiber compared to growing bud, it's like so different. It's all about planting as dense as you can. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. When you're growing heads, you need as much light as possible to have, so your heads are bigger. That is really exciting that you're basically learning from seed to from seed to shirt the entire process. I mean, that is phenomenal. I, I don't think I know anybody that's I know plenty of processors and weed growers, but this will be the first. I mean, taking it artisanally and doing it, that's so exciting. God. Yeah, so we're sort of up to the stage now where we've just got to work with local farmers and get them to do it on a, on a mass scale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because farming's quite technical. It's like, you know, there's third-generation farmers out there that are living locally that are just going to do it so much better and bigger than what we would. But at least we're creating this, like, kind of formula, I guess, for the farmers to follow and giving them a place to sell the fiber to. And creating customers. Creating customers, that's it. We're bringing even more customers in like that. Oh, and frankly, all these depressed weed growers that are struggling in this incredibly competitive market up here and throughout North America, like we just need to get maybe like a 16th of them growing hemp for materials instead and we can all be happy and all actually just maybe make more money, you guys. Maybe you'll find more yeah. buyers than for the legal weed. <laughs> yeah, let's all start hustling stalks. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> for those that don't know uh, how you actually make the clothes, it, it comes from the stalk. So the stalk contains fiber and it also contains herd and the herd is the, the stuff that they use for like paper, but ma- majority of the herds is actually used for um for building materials at the moment. Which is also super exciting. Yeah, man. Hempcrete and building houses out of it is so untapped and it's just starting to emerge. There's a few builders in our local area that are building some pretty impressive hemp houses. That's so sick. Yes, let's just replace it all. The rest of the scene in general, I am curious. You guys had talked about Byron Bay having that like classic surfer skater presence. Since we've talked, do you feel like the Australian weed scene is is changing any faster? You guys had said, I think that like CBD still required a prescription. Are things loosened up at all? Well, I mean, the the whole like weed market in Australia is huge. It's always been huge, like black market wise. So like. It's so easy to grow here. It's a really good environment to grow. So, you know, there's plenty of weed floating around for everyone. Now, uh, about three years ago was when we were able to start getting prescriptions. So I got a prescription about three years ago and it was really, really tight. It was like unheard of. People didn't believe me, etc. <laughs> what? The mythical medical... That's right. It's like, this is not America, etc., etc. But now, like, every single one of my friends has it because... You know, the main reason they have it is just because then it's legal if they're, you know, they have it in the car and the police gets it or whatever, you know, they're fine. And also like driving in Australia is kind of, so we have like regular drug testing all the time and like you can smoke two days later, say you haven't smoked for two days, you can be pulled over, drug tested. The drug testing's like so inaccurate, then you lose your license for three months. I didn't know you could get drug tested like that, just getting pulled over. I don't think there's many other countries in the world that do it. It's getting a little bit easier, I feel like, here. My kind of gut feel is that it's going to be kind of another five, six, seven years and and we'll have legal weed. I mean, it just kind of depends on our governments and et cetera, et cetera. But CBD, 
but they they created a ruling about 12 months ago that chemists could start selling cbd but i've asked so many chemists none of them want to touch it it's not you can't get it from chemists you still need prescription as well so um but the market's growing really big in general is there any other like cannabis lifestyle brands that have popped up in australia like any other peers offends peers yeah there's there's a lot of different like there's a really cool bong company called Gatorbug. we just started stocking it in our stores it's so you know gatorade bottles yes so the whole concept was making a bong out of a gatorade bottle and now they've turned it into a, like a glass mold oh my god it's really funny culture where it's come from it's basically like you're at school you go into the bush and you make a really kind of makeshift bong 100%. out of a Gatorade bottle and 100%. a bit of garden hose and you pull a few billies and you go back to class and you probably don't get much more done for the day, but, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Is bug a bong slang down there? Yeah, bug. Oh, my God. Hit the bug bugle? Where's that? No, B-E-U-G. Yeah, hit the bugs. <laughs> I love that. I love that very much. And as a bong user, it's going to be useful when I visit sometime. Bong culture in Australia is a little bit different. Tell me more. So the way that we used to like pull billies growing up here is you'd sort of like pack a really big cone and then, you know, you'd have to pull a whole cone and like make sure there's no smoke left in your billy. When I started first going over to California when I was around 20 my friends that i had over there they would sort of like pack this cone and then they'd just like hit it like five or six times that's kind of like not accepted in australia it's almost disrespectful oh wow this is really valuable travel tips y'all no snacking you need to clean that goddamn bowl you need to snap it through y'all yeah you got to clean that shit no snacking <laughs> nah <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys again for coming on and talking about all this. I am so excited to see the collection and wear it every day. And uh, last question, fun one. What is your dream collab? Like not realistic. I want to hear your true dream that you guys have at like the top of your whiteboard, like the golden goose. I mean, it would be a like a plane or a helicopter, something that can fly that's made out of hemp. I love that. Looking forward to the Offense super high hemp jet, the highest hemp jet in the land. And definitely if, you know, there's a bunch of different people on there and, you know, smoking heaps of weed and doing heaps of weird shit, going back and forth from different countries. Maybe the only thing that could top that is some sort of spaceship on some other planet. I don't know. Grow some different types, different strains of weed over in Mars. <laughs> well, thank you again. I am excited for the things to come. I'm going to be calling my bong, my bug for at least the rest of this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll take that on for sure. This episode was edited by Jay Nathan. Our music is by Giselle Garcia and our logo design is by Jennifer Wright. Learn more about Broccoli and subscribe to the magazine at broccolimag.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>